Hello, this is Pete Beck III with thirdpeter.com. Welcome to today's podcast, which is part of my Discipleship Foundation series. This is chapter 64, entitled, How Do I Speak in Tongues? The good news is that speaking in tongues is one of the easiest things we will ever do once we get beyond some apparent difficulties. Like everything else we do spiritually, Speaking in tongues is done by faith and is a matter of choice. We are not overpowered by the Holy Spirit and lose control of our voice. Many people fear that this is what may happen to them and close themselves off from the experience. Maybe you have seen or heard stories of people doing crazy things under the influence of the Spirit, such as running, doing cartwheels, pew hopping, laughing, and falling to the ground. King David experienced tremendous joy and danced before the Lord and all the people for which his own wife criticized him. She berated his reducing himself to the status of a commoner by his public display of joy in the Lord. His response may become ours if we get beyond the fear of being embarrassed. He said, yes, and I am willing to look even more foolish than this even to be humiliated in my own eyes. That's Second Samuel 6.22, New Living Translation. Following the Lord and surrendering ourselves to the Spirit invites us to stop caring about the opinions of critics. Our one concern should be what the Lord thinks. Paul wrote in Galatians 1.10, Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. New Living Translation. Much of what we do in church settings is learned behavior. We see others behaving in a certain way that seems holy or spiritual and imitate it. At other times, we are genuinely impacted by the Holy Spirit to do something unexpected or unplanned. Regardless, The important point is that in every situation, we all have control over our actions, except in those rare cases when the Spirit of God truly overwhelms us. 1 Corinthians 14, 32 and 33 says, Remember that people who prophesy, and I put in and speak in tongues, are in control of their spirit and can take turns, for God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the meetings of God's holy people. New Living Translation. God wants us to surrender ourselves to the Spirit and let go of any fears we have of losing control or doing something evil. He wants us to have childlike faith that expects God to bless us with good things when we yield ourselves to him. Jesus said in Luke 11, 11 through 13, Now suppose one of you fathers is asked by his son for a fish. Will he give him a snake instead of a fish? Will he? Or if he is asked for an egg, he will not give him a scorpion, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, 
how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The New American Standard Bible. The bad news is that speaking in tongues requires us to operate in a realm with which many of us are unfamiliar, that of the Spirit. In this, we must depend on the Holy Spirit to give us the ability to speak in tongues while choosing not to use our natural minds to govern our speaking. To the uninitiated, speaking in tongues seems foreign until we experience it. Then it becomes a most natural, or should I say, supernatural thing to do. 1 Corinthians 14.14 says, If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unproductive. New English translation. It may seem foolish to say what sounds like gibberish because it does not come from reason to thinking or from our own logical language rules. Instead, we speak words that simply come to us as the Spirit gives them. Acts 2.4 says that they were all filled with the Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. He was giving them the words. Speaking words from the Spirit, which are incomprehensible to us, seems foolish to those who rely mainly on the human mind to navigate life. But to those who have learned or are learning to lean on the Spirit more and more, it is most natural and fulfilling. Interestingly, although the mind does not form the words, it is active in other ways. When I'm praying or speaking in tongues, my mind is often filled with thoughts from God. Often I receive important revelations from Scripture or whole teachings in a flash. At other times, God reveals things to me through visions or prophetic insight. Speaking in tongues does not make our minds go blank. Instead, it frees our minds to receive from the Spirit as our mouths speak unimpeded by logical constraint. Even though we make the choice to speak in tongues, the Spirit gives us the words and the ability. This participation with the Spirit of God is supposed to be how we live all the time. But, unfortunately, Many of us have never learned the art of walking in step with the Spirit in practical ways. Speaking in tongues is a great place for us to begin. It requires us to lean on God instead of our own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. <clears throat> you can trust Him to give you good gifts when you acknowledge him. Speaking in tongues requires us to make a breakthrough into relying on the Spirit instead of our own minds. Time is the essence. This is the essence of what it means to repent. Adam and Eve opted to rely on their own thinking instead of simply believing and trusting God. 
As God transforms us to be more and more like Jesus, he expects us to learn to operate as Jesus did in the realm of the Spirit. Speaking in tongues is as easy as walking on water. Okay, maybe you were just beginning to think, I've got this, but now you're thinking, why on earth are you comparing speaking in tongues to something impossible? Are you trying to discourage me completely? Quite the opposite. Walking on water requires divine enabling, just as does speaking in tongues. Most of us know the story of when Peter walked on water. Imagine having Peter's audacity. Peter said to him, to Jesus, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. And he, Jesus said, come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water, came towards Jesus. Matthew 14, 28 and 29, New American Standard Bible. Walking on water would not be difficult if the Lord enabled us. All Peter had to do was get out of the boat and take some steps. God did the hard part by supporting his weight with his divine power. Peter did not have to keep himself above water. All he had to do was exercise his faith and take some steps. It took great faith for Peter to believe in the unseen power of God to do something unnatural and strange, which is a lot like speaking in tongues. Peter did not walk on water by passively sitting in the boat, waiting for Jesus to overcome his doubts and make his uncooperative legs and feet start walking. Peter had to make the choice to get out of the safety of the boat and launch out upon the water. We must make the choice to leave behind the comfortable place of speaking in our own known language and launch ourselves into speaking from the Spirit without even knowing what we're going to say ahead of time. The Holy Spirit does not commandeer our tongues to make us speak. We cannot passively speak in tongues, but if we choose to get out of the boat, so to speak, God will do the rest. He will give us the words just as he supported Peter's act of faith. Acts 2.4 again says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They began to speak, but the Holy Spirit gave the words. The words will come as we make the choice to speak. It is always a matter of choice, a matter of our will. 1 Corinthians 14, 15 says, What am I to do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will pray with my mind also. I will sing with my spirit, but I will sing with my mind also. English Standard Version. Paul made the choice to speak and sing in tongues. Whenever I speak in tongues, it is always according to my own volition. And the Holy Spirit always supplies the words. I know he will do it, so I have faith and begin to speak. Speaking in tongues boils down to making a choice and taking action based on faith. If we do not have faith, we will not make the choice. If we do have faith, speaking in tongues is simple because God does the hard part. He gives the words. 
Speaking in tongues is always okay for us to do. Many people object to the idea that we can speak in tongues whenever we want, thinking that it requires a special anointing of the Spirit every time. It is true that the Spirit distributes the gifts according to His will, according to Hebrews 2.4. I cannot heal people whenever I might choose without any reliance on the prompting of the Spirit, yet I usually choose to pray for people to be healed any time I am asked knowing that the power to answer that prayer lies outside of my simply willing it to happen. My role is to pray to Jesus, the healer. At other times, I may feel led by the Spirit to pray for someone. The same is true for me regarding the gift of prophecy. I cannot simply decide that today I'm going to prophesy 12 times. Instead, I listen to the Spirit and prophesy when He, and if He, directs me. And hopefully I'm listening. There have been times when I was able to prophesy over everyone for whom I prayed. At other times, for whatever reason, I had nothing. Speaking in tongues is different, however. Speaking in tongues can be broken into two categories. The spirit-prompted gift of tongues, which is spoken aloud in a meeting and requires an interpretation, and the often very personal devotional prayer language, which is completely under our jurisdiction. Ephesians 1, uh, excuse me, Ephesians 6, 18 says, With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. New American Standard Bible. The phrase pray in the Spirit refers to praying in tongues. I get this by comparing the same phrase in 1 Corinthians, which I referred to earlier. 1 Corinthians 14, 14, and 15 says, If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What is the outcome then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the mind also. Praying with the spirit is contrasted to praying in a known language. Since we are commanded to pray always in the Spirit, it is a standing command from God. We can and should do it whenever we like and as often as we like. In fact, we should do it more and more, just as Paul did. 1 Corinthians 14, 18-19 records these words that Paul wrote. I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. Speaking in tongues aloud in a church gathering should not be, should be, excuse me, speaking in tongues aloud in a church gathering should be specifically directed by the Spirit and followed by an interpretation. But speaking in the Spirit quietly as appropriate is always encouraged. 1 Corinthians 14, 28, Paul said, But if no one is present who can interpret, they must be silent in your church meeting and speak in tongues to God privately. God told us to pray in tongues always whenever we like, so it is always okay to do so if we do it properly without disrupting God's order in a meeting. I compare speaking in tongues to turning on the faucet. Water always comes out because the line is under pressure. The Holy Spirit is always on inside us 
waiting for us to turn on the tap by choosing to open our mouths. Conclusion. I hope by now every one of your misgivings or objections has been answered. Perhaps now you wish to receive the baptism of the Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. The next lesson will give you simple steps to receive. When you get to step four, speaking in tongues, you will have a choice to make. You can simply wait on God to give you the words, which may come to you immediately or over time. I know of cases when people did not get their prayer language immediately, but it came later, unexpectedly. The second option is the one I recommend. After asking Jesus to baptize you in the Spirit, be like Peter. Get out of the boat. Open your mouth and start speaking whatever words the Spirit gives you. I love the scripture from Psalm 81.10. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. English Standard Version. But what if despite everything, you simply don't have any words from the Spirit. Are we to conclude that this amazing gift is not for us? After all, according to Paul, all do not speak in tongues, 1 Corinthians 12.30. But what do we do with another of Paul's verses in which he says the following? Now I want you all to speak in tongues, 1 Corinthians 14.5. It is true that all do not speak in tongues, But God wants us all to. Likewise, all may prophesy one by one, according to 1 Corinthians 14.31, but all do not, because many do not care if they do or not. This is a violation of Paul's exhortation to all of us, in which he said, So, my dear brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy, and don't forbid speaking in tongues, but be sure that Everything is done properly and in order. 1 Corinthians 14, 39 and 40, New Living Translation. I encourage you to keep at it until you break through every barrier of unbelief and fear. You will never regret it. Remember, your mind is not going to help you. Simply let the words flow out of your spirit where you are joined to God's spirit. 1 Corinthians six seventeen. Let the river flow. Once you begin, you will never want to stop. It is a fabulous gift from God. I want to end by reading to you John 7, verses 38 and 39 from the New American Standard Bible. Jesus said, He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive, for the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Be encouraged. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.